was in my care. Now, what you need to know about old Jonah is that he was a prophet of God, and God came to him and he said, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, and I want you to tell the Ninevites that I love them, and if they turn away from their evil, wicked ways, that I will spare them, and I will love them. And old Jonah said, Lord, I don't like the Ninevites. Jonah hated the Ninevites, because they were the enemy of God. They did not worship Yahweh, they did not honor Yahweh, they didn't look to Yahweh for anything. And Jonah said, I don't want to save the Ninevites, Lord. And so what did Jonah do? He ran away. And that's when I met him. He came to me ship in Tarshish. And he said, I want to get aboard your ship and get as far away from here as possible. I said, all right, give us your money for passage. And he got on board. And we started to sail away. Well, God didn't like Jonah running away. And God caused the wind and the, and the rains and the waves to come over the side of the boat. And we thought, my Lord, we're going to drown here. And everyone in the ship began to, just a minute, guys, and I'll let you talk to them. <laughs> and everyone in the ship began to run the, their uh, rabbit's feet and their other idols. And they began to pray to their gods. And everyone wondered why their gods were so angry. And Jonah stood up and he said, I'm sorry, lads. It's me. It is I who is causing all this trouble. God is mad at me because I'm running away from him. And if you just throw me overboard, God will relent. Well, by this time, we got to know Joe. He was kind of a funny fellow. He told a lot of good jokes. Like, for example, how much does it cost a pirate to get his ears pierced? A buccaneer. Covered in fish gut and goo. 
And he got up, and he wiped the goop out of his eyes, and shook it off a little bit, and he said, Fine, I'll go to Nineveh, <laughs> if you're that insistent about it. So he went to Nineveh, and he went into the middle of the town. It was a huge city. It took him three days to get in the middle of the town, and he said, You got 40 days to turn yourselves around, or God is going to smite you all. The mayor of Nineveh came out and he began to pray to God and he threw dust on his hair, which is the way people did it back then, and tore his clothes and he, he asked God's forgiveness and God had mercy on them and said, I, I am going to turn my wrath away from the people of Nineveh and they have honored me and they will continue to honor me and God is praised in Nineveh on this day. But Jonah still didn't like it because the Ninevites were the enemy of God's people. And Jonah said, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were a God of mercy. And I knew you loved the Ninevites and I was afraid this was going to happen. And I wanted them to be smited. But what God said was, what's it to you if I love these Ninevites? And I think part of the story for us today is you can't really run away from the ways of God. And you can't control who God loves and who God is going to have affection for. And we really need to learn how to love those people that God loves, even when we don't understand why God loves them, even when we call them our enemies. Okay, that's a question. He did, but according to the Bible, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> according to the Bible, they went in there and told him 40 days. Hey, I'll tell you what, I'm so glad to have these youngsters here. Uh, today, we're going to do a little thing. Would you have me be guitar? So, uh, before we go up to praise club, I want to do a little parade around the, the church here. Uh, like we do in school, you know, you have your little costume parade and all that. And, uh, So, but here's the thing, you know, I know that, I know that in, in Halloween time, we get scared about some things, and it, there's a lot of focus on darkness, but you know what our answer to darkness is? To let our light shine. So I want to see you hold your light up, we're going to, we're going to see, this is the light of mine, and I want to see you hold your light up, and, and wave it around a little bit, and we're going to march down this way, so you're going to follow me, and then you're going to go with Josh out to, uh, Praise well. Alright, so here we go. Stand up. Stand up. Here we go. And uh, you all join too. I want to see some of this. I think you all are doing too. So here we go.
if you will, to the scripture for today, Jonah 4, 9 through 11. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, yes, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you were concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also many animals? May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. Uh, I want to talk about Jonah, uh, this incredible folk tale. This is a folk tale that has been passed on. It's from the from the Old Testament, it was uh, probably toward the close of the Old Testament, about when Micah was written, uh, maybe 400 BCE, uh, in that arena there. And it's, uh, it would have been a story that was told around the campfire. It was an oral tradition, but it was uh, first uh, written down much later than that. And this... Uh, it's a story that's pretty amazing for its time in that here was, here was Jonah who was being called by God to go to Nineveh. And what's extraordinary about that is that Nineveh is in the heart of Assyria, which is a people and an empire that wiped out literally wiped out the northern kingdom of Israel. Uh, All the tribes were gone except for Israel and Benjamin in the south where Jerusalem was. But in the north, they either they killed them or they assimilated them into Assyrian culture and it was uh, and they were done. And they were the mortal enemies of God's people. They were considered unclean. They were considered evil. They were considered uh, to be the opposite of what uh, a good, God-fearing Hebrew person would be. And no love was lost on the Ninevites. Not to mention it was considered to be this this huge metropolitan city that was wealthy and, and all of that as well. But they represented all that was evil in the world. Because they were the source of oppression of God's people. And God's people were constantly in fear that once again they might be uh, conquered and assimilated into another culture. And in the middle of all of that, here is, and there's plenty of stories about how God hates the Assyrians too. There's a lot of those stories too. A lot of the prophets were saying God's, God hates these people and eventually there's going to be justice. Eventually there's going to be, everyone's going to get wiped out and God's people are going to conquer and be, and reign. And then here's this little story from Jonah where God says, nope, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to give them 40 days because I'm going to wipe them out unless, unless they turn their heart toward me. And of course you heard, as was said earlier, Jonah ran away from that because he hated the Ninevites. He didn't want to see God relent. He wanted God to wipe them out. 
So he was going to Tarshish and he tried to get as far away from Nineveh as possible, but of course God found him. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it's like um, Fran Holm, uh, uh, the, the retired pastor from Morgan Valley Baptist Church, used to say, you know, you can either do what God wants or you can do what God wants with covered in fish guts. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> and that's kind of where Jonah found himself. And he went to Nineveh, he went into the city, and he traveled for three days and got into the middle. And he said, you got 40 days. He didn't really put his heart into it. He said, you got 40 days, good luck. And then he walked back out of the city. And, of course, the Ninevites repented and turned toward God, and God relented. And this just made Jonah angry. And right before the text that I read to you, Jonah is so angry, he just asked God, I just want to die. Just kill me now, because I'm, I'm done with you, I'm done with the Ninevites, I'm done with it all. I just want to die. I'd rather die than see a world where God loves the Ninevites. That's what he was saying. And, and, and he went out to brood. And, and while he was sitting there in the sun, the sun was hot, God caused a tree, to, a vine to grow up and shade Jonah. And the Bible says he started to feel a little better. <laughs> oh, the shade's not so bad. I could just sit here and die, you know, slowly. And then the vine withers and dies in one day. And then he's mad again. Oh, I just want to die. Just kill me now, Lord. Uh, and this is when we pick up where the text came. You know, why are you so upset about this bush? You didn't cause it to grow. It grew up in a day. You, you, you knew this bush for a day, and then it withered and died. Uh, what, you know, why are you so upset about this? You enjoyed the shade of this tree for a little while. And then he says, and why, and why are you so upset about the Ninevites? Should I not love Nineveh, the great city, and all of the thousands of people that is in it, and the animals? They threw in the animals in this too. Should I not care about all these people in this great city? And the book ends with a question mark. Should I not care about all of these people? It's a remarkable story for the time in which it was written. It's an amazing story because no one was sitting in circles singing Kumbaya, saying, let's get along with our enemies, let's all get together and do the... It was, and so this was a, a very, a huge contrast to much of the message that people were getting. Uh, there was, there's a, a thread of consistency in the Old Testament where... God's resolution is to bring about a reversal and it's, you know, it's in the tone of justice. And justice looks like those who are oppressing us now will someday be the ones who are oppressed and we will be on top. So it's this reversal and that has a certain charm to it. But this was something completely different. What if, what if God just cares about everybody? What if God loved everyone? What about that kind of world? Well, as you can tell, Jonah was not very satisfied with that, and I imagine a lot of other people wouldn't have been either. <laughs> but that's the story of Jonah. That's the heart of this. It is, the, it, is the, it is a polemic against racism. 
right? You want to hate the Ninevites? I'm sorry. I love the Ninevites. And if you want to love me, you got to love what I love, and I love the Ninevites. Deal with it. I guess I can't be racist if I am going to love God. I guess I can't be racist if I'm going to follow the ways of Jesus Christ. I guess I can't hate brown people even as they try to come and and have a great have a life like ours in the United States and run from poverty and extreme uh, violence. I can't even hate those people. I guess I can't hate uh, black people who try to assert themselves and try to gain, try to draw our attention to the continued oppressive racism of our country that was born in slavery and continues to this day. I guess I can't, you know, I guess I can't hate um, the Syrians who are waging war against the Kurds. And I guess I can't hate the Kurds. And I guess I can't hate the Turkish. And I guess I can't hate the Russians who are trying to uh, uh, interfere with things here and make a lot of money. I guess I can't hate people. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? And it reminds me of, uh, you know, these guys here have no idea what it was like during the Cold War. Right? But a lot of us do. A lot of us remember this. How it was okay to hate the Russians and the Soviet Union because they were godless communists. Right? And, and this, is, this is an old trope from way back. You could, always, you could always find some way to paint the other as something completely evil. Uh, you know, during World War I, the Germans were portrayed as these monsters called the Huns. And uh, they were portrayed as monsters. Uh, people who want to hate Jewish people tend to make up a lot of uh, lies about what that's about. And when during the Soviet Union, it was okay to hate uh, the Soviets. Until Billy Joel went to the USSR and did this great concert. Do you remember this? Who remembers Billy Joel going to Russia? And uh, all, he wrote this song about uh, Leningrad. And in this song, he was like, one of the lines is, we never knew what friends we had until I went to Leningrad. And it was, he went there to see if the Russians were as bad as he thought. And what he discovered is, no, they're people just like you and me. And even during the Cold War, even though they were godless communists, God loved the Russians. And even though we live in the world we live in, God loves the Jews. God loves the Islamic, uh, you know, the Muslims in our midst. God loves Iran and Iraq. God loves Turkey and Syria. God loves Russia and the Ukraine. And we got to deal with that. A country as a people. Right? We've got to recognize God's love for all people. We've got to recognize that God loves even Bryn over here. <laughs> And learn how to make that real. 
not only for ourselves, but for the sake of all of humanity. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, thank you so much for this amazing story that comes to us from a couple of thousand years ago, almost 3,000 years ago. And yet it's such a poignant story for today. You don't hate anybody and we must love even our enemies. Help us to live this out in our everyday lives. We ask this in the powerful name of Christ. Amen.